Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And welcome to the Tim's Take, episode 25. A quarter of the way to 100. Is that our goal? Uh, uh, no, I was trying to do the mental math of how far we are. A 40th of the way to 1,000. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> That's what we're shooting for. We will have some state of the podcast news coming up. Maybe next episode at the end of the year. We've also talked about next week doing a special six-month. Oliver will be six months the following week. And so doing a six-month episode special. Plus, it's Christmas, which is kind of fun. And Matt's birthday. Wow. So much happening. I I still don't quite know what this special is going to look like. But this is where, you know, Rachel is really stepping into those co-producer shoes that I bought her for her birthday in October. And they're they're finally breaking in. Finally breaking in. I have some ideas. So I'm excited about what that's going to look like. Maybe I'll just be along for the ride. Yes, we'll have some news about the future of the podcast next week. So all 10 of you who are going to hear this one can tune into that one and hear what we're going to be doing moving forward. But a little more optimism, Matt. I had to conjole into doing this podcast tonight, so he might be a little grumpy cat. <laughs> Just tired. Recording later at night is not actually really frankly anytime we record is probably not my sweet spot so i feel like this whole podcast has gotten me you know at a lower percentage than i would be early morning if rachel would just get up at six with me we could record some really dynamic podcasts i have been getting up at six with you because you've been waking up oliver at six o'clock which means i am up and clarification late being it is seven thirty right now almost eight yeah, it's 7.47, according to that clock. Oliver's already gone to bed for the night. I'm just... Why aren't we? <laughs> really, folks, we're fine. I know it sounds like we're bickering. Yeah, we're not. We're not. Yes. Is that where you're looking for affirmation? That no, we're not my brain bickering? is just moving like molasses. <laughs> <laughs> He's just staring at me. I just lost the rest of the sentence, so... Well, why don't you kick us off to get the wheels a-turning? All right, we're doing something of note, a take, and I'm not just a parent this week. So here we go. My something of note was this week. This, again, I think the last couple of weeks I've just had small little things. But this week at some point, I can't even remember what day it was, to be honest. Rachel swung by the church while I was working there in the office and said, do you want to come out and say hi? I said, sure, that'd be great. And so I came out. And Rachel rolled down the window and I said hi to Oliver and looked in the back window and he looked up at me and instantly smiled. And it was really sweet. It was so, so sweet. We found that when one of us is gone and comes into the picture, yeah. he gets very excited, which is quite cute. So if Matt's with him all day and I come home from work in the evening and he sees me, he lights up with a smile but when i'm with him all day <laughs> you really gotta work for those smiles so it's, it's kind of funny it's a little discouraging to the parent who's been putting in the hard labor with him but then the other person just kind of waltzes in and Ta-da! you know oliver lights up like a christmas tree but but it's very sweet he does it's it still very sweet for both of us and that's quite the smile to get from that man little man boy <laughs> Baby. Baby. Little baby. We've now traversed backwards the curious case of Benjamin Button. <laughs> Oliver. Of Oliver Button. Okay. 
That was mine. That was your high. Uh, it was my something, or of something note, of but it note. was a high. It was not a low. Also, for those keeping track at home, I imagine some of you have a whiteboard up with uh, your evaluation of Matt's Fridays and you just tally, was the Friday good? Was it hard? Good or hard? This last Friday was good. My expectations were at rock bottom, which basically made it made it work just fine. That segues perfectly into my something of note. So today we, <laughs> I, plan to do this fun, festive holiday curbside pickup. So there were a couple of local businesses in downtown Sacramento, and they were putting together this holiday curbside pickup where you would go downtown, you had bought something already online from one of the stores that they were partnering with, and then there was supposed to be this whole pathway to get your gift so at some point you were supposed to like see the christmas elf and then they would direct you onto the street and then there was supposed to be cocoa and tea and popcorn and then you would pull up to one of the stores like the theaters on the kind of this main road and they would call in your packages and then santa would come out and deliver your packages great idea great idea super cute and just in a year where obviously we're still doing some in-home traditions but a lot of those kind of festive outside traditions aren't happening and especially i mean yes i recognize oliver has no idea what's going on with any of this he just likes to grab hold of the branches of the tree and try to put them in his mouth (laughs) we did find he uh can take tissue paper out of presents today which is very sweet and sneaky way for me to peek a look at my presents for the year yeah that's a low if we had that segment for sure rachel manipulating her son to get a look at her presents that are in gift bags but most of what we do for our kids i realize especially in these early months is really just for us it's for our memories and memory making photos all this stuff so i kind of had this idea of what it would look like and we get down there and there's an elf who's directing us onto the street and we get not on. not really an elf it's more like a woman with a christmas hat and a christmas sweater on she looked festive festive but it's not not really an elf vibe no so then we're driving through and there is not popcorn or treats or anything no and then we get there and santa's just kind of hanging around and they call in our presents and then santa comes over he goes hey How's it going? <laughs> and he hands us our bags. And we're like, oh, there's a baby in the back. He goes, oh. And then that's it. <laughs> and we roll up our windows and we drive away. And, you know, it was. I want to step in here and defend the event and Santa. Because, first of all, to defend the event, I feel like in this year of COVID-19, I'm very sympathetic to people who have an idea that seems wonderful on paper that is hard to execute the magic of the idea with all the restrictions that are in place ultimately. So it wouldn't shock me if someone at some point said, oh, you know what? We really shouldn't pass out food that we've handled or something like that. Or we can only do that during certain hours. We don't have the manpower and the volunteers to be able to do that all day. So I'm very sympathetic to that. Also to Santa, We could have definitely engaged Santa. I felt like Santa was ready to be engaged by us, but I got very flustered because Rachel and I had talked about videoing it in some capacity beforehand, and then Rachel wasn't quite ready, just hands me her phone open to Instagram, which I almost never use to take photos or anything. I was like, I don't know what what buttons to press here. 
And so then I wasn't engaged with Santa. So then the moment slipped away and the we were not those fun parents. We were like, why don't we take a selfie or something? Yeah, that would have been fun, but <sighs> I don't really think it's Santa's fault. No, and I'm really actually not trying to be critical of the event. I thought it was a very whimsical idea. Yeah, some struggles in execution, but that is a very understandable in this year. I was actually more going to say I was proud of how, one, for me trying to engage, I've realized in conversations with my counselor, which I will bring up again, that I need to be more playful. I'm not always the most playful person, and I enjoy, Matt just laughs, thank you. I just want to cultivate that more in my life, and so that I can be that presence with Oliver, too, and part of that was like doing something fun, doing something different. Yes, we drove 30 minutes to Sacramento and 30 minutes back for a very simplistic curbside pickup. This whole experience took no more than three minutes. But it was like sometimes you just you do the thing, right? Like that's part of being fun and playful, even though Oliver didn't care. But in future years, maybe he would. Well, he was never going to care. I mean, about today. Yeah, but it's about building habits. And so I'm proud of myself for building these habits. And then, too, when it didn't go like I expected, I was just able to laugh about it and say, like, yeah, like, this is what it's like. And that is just ever helpful mindset to have with a baby is things are going to not be the way you expect. Set your expectations at rock bottom. No, don't set your expectations. That's such a horrible (laughs) thing to say. You're always surprised. It can only ever be better than you hoped for. But there is something to managing your expectations and being able to adjust your attitude and still have uh, fun when things are not exactly how you imagine them in your head. Very good. That's my something of note. Cool. Moving on to takes. Yep. I want to revisit my take about clasps. Clasps? (laughs) Clasps. That's actually kind of a hard word to say. Okay. I still hate them. But you had suggested to me, this is kind of like, what's the word? You know, I guess follow-up is the word I'm looking for. Folks, it's now 7.56 p.m. <laughs> I still hate them. They're still difficult to do. But I did realize one big flaw that was making it way harder for me. And I want to offer this as a piece of advice to any parents who may also be struggling with clasps. There is a temptation when you are getting your child ready to look at your child. And therein was my huge mistake. You just got to power through focus. Yeah. I now completely ignore Oliver and just stare at the clasps. And combining the visual with the hand coordination and the feel has really made me way faster at this. Which then ultimately, even though you're ignoring him makes everyone happier in the long run. So Rachel's proposal of doing up one side and then doing up the other a little bit and then meeting in the middle, I've actually found if you're just staring at the clasps only is not as important. I'm able to just go straight around because I never look at anything else except where these are going to go. I just, you know, it's head down. Oliver, it doesn't matter what's going on up there. I've got your legs, so I know he's not about to roll off. But yeah, so that's that's a little follow-up. Thanks to our conversation about this previously, I really kind of invested some uh, some thought into the best way to do this. And I feel like I've landed on it. 
The way you describe how you handle the class reminds me of how you approach vegetables when I put them in front of you <laughs> for a meal. Is like head down. He just goes straight to the green beans. Like eats the green beans. Does not touch any other food. Focuses on eating those. Once those are done, he will eat the rest of the meal in its varied parts at the same time. You know, have some bread, have some pasta, but the green beans always go first. No conversation. Get those done. I believe in a spectrum of delight when it comes to eating. And ideally, you eat the worst parts of your meal first so that your meal only progressively improves. It's the progressive improvement diet. So if you have vegetables on your plate, that's a good part of the progressive improvement diet. But you're going to get rid of those as quickly as possible. Same thing with a salad, likely. You get through that. Now you're going to your carbs, your delicious sauces, your pizzas. You can really enjoy that. And then, of course, you're going to finish it with something sweet. So I'm trademarking this. I'm pretty sure I could make a lot of money with a progressive improvement diet. In which clearly I am saying that the ultimate high quality food is dessert. Definitely not the approach. Many, many other experts recommend. Yeah. Unfortunately, the fifth or the eighth class that you do is no more enjoyable than the first. That is the the main difference between this approach. Fair enough. Okay. What's your take? My take is that I've realized how emotional I become about child parent stories. Oh, yeah. I hear this. Now, I was telling Matt the other day, I was scrolling through Facebook, and there was this video. I mean, this is just like major clickbait. I totally fell for it. But of this mama bear and little cub, and they were walking on the ice on this edge of a cliff. And at some point, the bear, the little bear slips down 20 feet from his mom. And in the next three minutes are the baby bear trying to crawl back to his mom and the mom trying to grab him. And then he falls again. Finally, folks, don't worry. I know you're on the edge of your seat. He makes it to the top of the cliff and they're reunited. And I'm sitting there in my office wiping tears from my eyes (laughs) watching this video, sick to my stomach, thinking about Oliver. And I just, wow, it doesn't take much these days. I worry about you two traversing snow-laden cliffs, too. It's a real constant concern for me. It's just anything, yeah, with a mom and a kid and parents. Oh, it just breaks my heart. Just very... I'm just a major empath to those emotions right now. Including to animals. Including to even I animals. Hope get, I hope we can share a link to this video in the show notes. I've yet to see this one. I'm sure I couldn't find it because, again, it's just clickbait. But And, yeah, I told myself, Rachel, this is the wild. That bear is probably going to die very soon or, you know, who knows what happens. <laughs> but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. It was too much. I, my heart is very vulnerable these days. I just want to laud your effort to try to have rock bottom expectations that the bear is going to die anyway. <laughs> just want to laud that. You obviously did not quite meet that because then you were really hoping that those two bears would be reunited. Oh, gosh. If that bear didn't make it back up the cliff, I don't know if I could have worked the rest of the day. It just fades to black as the bear is just calling out for its mother. Oh, gosh. Just says, stop. Sometimes life stop. is hard. Stop. <laughs> It would have devastated me. And I'm like not, I mean, I'm joking and I'm not joking. I felt very emotionally raw after watching that video. <laughs> oh, amazing. That's all I have to say. Thank you for sharing it. That's a fair take. I'm not just a parent. Go Final for segment. It. 
Mine is, mine actually dates back to early in our marriage, a great dispute that happened in which we had bookshelves in our living area. And Rachel said, I would like to use one of these bookshelves. I said, oh, of course. I mean, we are now married. What's mine is yours. And she said, then she finished her sentence and she said, to decorate. And I looked at her in bewilderment. To this day, I sometimes look at her when I think about this in the same way. I just said, what do you mean to decorate? It is called a bookshelf. It is for the books. Rachel said, no, we just have so many books. What if we put some other things on it? Well, fast forward to a few years ago, and I realized, okay, Rachel wants a certain aesthetic quality to her bookshelves that is not necessarily done or achieved by organizing by history section, for example. And I had seen this, I don't know, on Pinterest or something like that, color-coordinated bookshelves. So you arrange your books approximately by color, which is now a thing that we have. And we've had this for a few years. And what I like about it is, A, for the book lover, for the bibliophile out there, it allows you to get books out. For the book hater, like Rachel. Not a book hater. (laughs) For the book display hater, like Rachel, it gives a slight aesthetic quality. And sometimes people will ask me, well, how do you find any of your books? These are largely favorite books that go on the color-coded shelf. But you probably have a better sense of your favorite books and their colors and their spines than you think you do. Occasionally, there's one that's a little tricky to find, but mostly I actually find it pretty easy. And so, you know, highly recommend it. I wouldn't do it for all my bookshelves, some things. For example, in my office at work, my books are not organized in that way. But, you know, if you want to have a little bookshelf, a little extra bookshelf out on display and you're looking for a way around the book hater in your life, oh. it can be a good way to do it. We're, there are four bookshelves and 75% of them are completely filled with books. And one of them is 25% filled with books. So do that math. That's still a lot of books. I think that would be a high percentage for that bookshelf. The whole bottom shelf. One, and two, half of the three, top shelf. Four, five. Uh-huh. You might be right. I guess it depends on the nature of the books too, a little bit. It's a good compromise. And don't you enjoy having some other items on display? I played the fifth. Rachel, what's your? I'm not just a parent. Wow. Okay. My not just a parent is a festive take because we are nearing the Christmas season. And I just want to say how much I am enjoying gifts right now. Uh oh. <laughs> Feels like the expectations being set a little high. This coming is into not Christmas rock bottom here. expectations. No, I, I, Matt and I did a marriage workshop maybe a year or two after we were married. And we did one of those love language things. And I was. It was a post marriage, post marital, pre marital workshop. Post marital workshop. And we did one of those love language tests. And I thought I for sure knew what my love languages were. And turns out my number one love language was gifts. That was not a surprise to me. I was honestly shocked and also felt really guilty. I usually feel like that's the gift that gets judged as the very (laughs) materialistic (laughs) gift love language but sure enough there it was and i've realized this year especially during quarantine how much gifts have been very special to me we haven't we've refrained from opening most of our christmas gifts but some people have dropped some stuff off or whatever 
And it's just made like such an impact on my day and my emotions. I just feel very seen by gifts. I also love giving gifts for people. I really feel like I have a skill in... Yeah, I know you are good at it. Like thinking of good gifts and I've made a big effort to buy as much as I could local this year or from a local store, not necessarily local to us, but somewhere. And I will fully admit I have bought a lot off of Amazon as well, but I have bought more local than I ever have before. Yeah, you have. And that's been really fun. And it's a fun, unique thing to share with people that you know and love, like something that they couldn't get anywhere else. And so it's just been really fun. I've really, really enjoyed finding gifts for people this year and getting gifts from people this year. It's been super special. Now, my next challenge I thought of this today is I am not a great gift wrapper. I'm a pretty lazy gift wrapper. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Wow, you were not supposed to agree with me so quickly. And I am on the same level as you are. I feel like I usually actually am the one who wraps the gifts for us. Well, I always wrap your gifts. Well, yeah, because I can't wrap those ones. But don't I each year usually end up wrapping all the other gifts? Are you going to wrap the other gifts this year? What other gifts? There are other gifts. Sure, I can do that. Hmm. Okay, great. Well, anyway, I'm (laughs) a lazy wrapper. I will admit that. Not not comparatively. We're about the same. (laughs) But I would love to get better at gift wrapping. That's my next challenge because I feel Mm. like presentation, if you are a good gift giver, the presentation of the gift really can take you to the next level, like stick in people's memories because that first impression makes a difference. And it's hard for me to invest a lot in that because it can get really expensive to wrap gifts well and people just tear it apart. At least I do. I'm not a wrapper saver any of these things i reuse tissue paper which looks really bad it's all wrinkly and crinkly and i'm like it's artistic which it's not it's just lazy i will admit this but i never knows i do think like next level is the presentation of the gift on the outside okay are you serious about this yeah maybe we could use some of our quest budget next holiday and i could invest in some gift wrapping yeah, we can talk about that. The quest budget is a whole other I'm not just a parent that we'll have to save. Yeah, for another time. For another time. Anyway, that's my thoughts, my holiday thoughts. That's great. Well, listeners, congrats on listening to 25 episodes if you made it this far. We've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed it. We are open to feedback. We think we know the direction things are going that we'll be announcing in the next episode. So ominous. I just ominous. What is ominous? Ominous. (laughs) So here's my ominous (laughs) announcement. It's it's late, guys. Here's my here's my ominous announcement. (laughs) No, I just want to say I think we know the direction that we're planning on going, but. We're also always open to feedback. So if you have a particular segment idea or anything like that, you know, send us an email. Drop us a line at timstake at gmail.com. Maybe we'll listen to you. Maybe we won't. We will definitely listen or read. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We will read. We will read. We will observe. We will listen. We might not implement. I hear you. 
and I see you. And I may not follow your advice. Just, you know, truth in advertising here. All right, well, it's 8.10, so we better wrap up before, you know, both of us just fall asleep. Till next week. I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And that is your Tim's Take. <laughs>